Hi guys, welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown, where we, listen, the title of yesterday's podcast was just another normal day for your Cleveland Browns, and then somehow it got even more weird, and if you didn't listen to yesterday, you can go listen to it, it's with Jordan Zerman, it covers a lot of similar things we're going to talk about uh, briefly tonight. Um you know, or your Friday commute or at the gym or wherever this podcast finds you. Uh, we hope you're doing well and have have handled the adversity of the Cleveland Browns in a decent, uh, a decent fashion, because right now they're 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 back. I said yesterday that they are a team, I think, that an organization that wants to do well. I think they have a desire to do right and, and do things the right way, but they just can't can't help it, can't help it. And a lot of knee-jerk things came out today. So the day starts with Deshaun Watson deciding uh, that Cleveland was not a place he was going to go. Big relief for a lot of people, myself included. And that was not unexpected uh, at all, but uh, obviously a ripple effect on everybody, <laughs> as we know. So we're going to get to that. So I just want to get the Watson stuff out of the way. Not even a real reason to talk about it. Didn't think he was going to leave the bubble in the South as it was anyway, even if the roster up here was better. Didn't think that was going to happen. But there are ramifications to his courting and uh, a meeting. And again, again, I don't know what the meeting could have looked like. The Browns could have stood their line on a lot of things. They could have done things we don't know about in terms of those conversations. And maybe it was less a courting and more just a, hey, man, we're up here and we got this to offer, and I don't know. Who knows what that meeting entails, and I think we'll get more and more information about how all this stuff went down as time wears on. Everybody wants to have an immediate reaction. That's what Twitter's for. We all pop off and and, and give opinions on things like tonight, for example, uh, the the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams thing, right? The Devontae Adams gets traded to Oakland, and we're going to talk about this with our guest here, John Colosimo, in just a minute. The, that, that trade happens. Everyone's like, trade for Rodgers, trade for Rodgers. You don't think they communicated this with Aaron Rodgers before they signed this deal? Do you understand what 128 million of dead cap is? You can't just trade. They, they just signed a gigantic new deal. You can't. This isn't a video game, man. Like there's, <laughs> you got to consider a lot of different things that people don't want to consider. And, and you have to also think that maybe the thing that you're thinking they didn't do, they probably did. And they were in communication with Aaron and Aaron knew that it was very unlikely that Devonte would be back and knew that and accepted that and went about his contract anyway. So that's kind of the point. I think, What's coming and uh, is going to be a lot of fallout, a lot of whatever the decisions made to the, to the, the divorce ends up final. There's going to be a lot of fallout. There's going to be a lot of articles written. There's an article written about the Carson Wentz and the athletic about that fallout and all the things from sources inside the building. There are going to be a lot of things about Baker Mayfield's tenure this, this past year that are going to make their way into writing. And it's going to be interesting to follow, sort through what's real and what's not. Uh, but that, that part of it's coming. So you have an opinion on it right now. It's hard not to speak to it as if it's fact, uh, because it's not. You got That's why I try to keep telling people today on social media, Twitter, like, hey, man, you don't. We don't know. We need to know the details of a lot of this stuff. And right now, we do not know them. We'll get those answers eventually, because these two are clearly headed on different paths. You can say all you want publicly, headed down different paths. It's happening. So you're going to get those pieces of information. They're going to come. We'll react to them when they do. Anyway. 
Uh, at the OBR, we covered a thing that we're going to talk about today, which is the top remaining free agents on the board of interest for me for the Cleveland Browns. Other than that, I put up a daily mock draft. Everything else, pretty reactionary. What do the Browns do? Quarterback, Baker Mayfield requests to be traded. Deshaun Watson, no longer in the running for the Cleveland Browns. Not a whole bunch of new stuff. Wanted to put the Amari Cooper film room up. Didn't think today was a great day, granted, because of all the chaos around it. So let's bring in our guests. We're going to talk about all these different things. His name is John Colosimo. You know this is your Friday episode. John, what is happening, brother? How are you? I'm actually really good, man. I know that uh, things are crazy on uh, our timelines, dealing with the Browns fans. Everybody's up in arms, but, you know, I kind of taken this stuff in stride and uh, not a ton of surprises, really, from my end. I know that a lot of other people are surprised, but uh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to start making some moves and seeing where where this thing ends up. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to really get into what we've got left here in free agency and then look forward to the draft. I got to admit something, okay? I have been pretty miserable covering the Browns. And listen, th- th- this is, you're, you're going to probably have a different opinion than me. You know, pe- people are going to have different opinions on a lot of these things and you guys jump at me on, on Twitter and that's okay. You, you, I'm used to it. You can have a different opinion. Me personally, I, I feel like I knew where the Baker Mayfield thing was going. I knew who he, I know who he is as far as a quarterback. I could, I could see the way the locker room divide was happening. I could see the things that were shaking out this year and that I just knew where it was going. And if you decided to extend that player, you were really putting yourself into quarterback purgatory. It was not going to just get so it was never going to be what people thought it could be. You could have stretches of 2020 late in the year that even that stretch that made him a nicely graded quarterback is not enough to be a solo carrier of a football team. So like you're going to pay him 35 million. I just was pretty bummed about where that could go. And I, I I think that Baker's going to have every chance to prove it. Someone's going to figure this out, John. Someone's going to be right. If you're a Baker believer, he goes to another place. He crushes the football world. You're going to be right. You know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I don't fear it. I don't fear him being traded. I don't fear him going somewhere else. I don't fear playing him because I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on who he is. So I don't fear it. And much like you, like when this happened, even though I know that we're, we're kind of going to be welcoming in some situations at quarterback that people are less optimistic about. I feel refreshed about it. You know, Watson didn't decide to come to Cleveland. There's not all of that baggage that comes there. They are trying to rid a a situation at quarterback that I think has grown pretty toxic for everybody involved. And I just am kind of like optimistic about where this could go. And maybe I'm again, maybe I'm an idiot here. Maybe I'm the dumb guy. Maybe I'm the guy not seeing it every the way everyone else is, John. But I just am like. Okay, cool, man. Let's bring in some average quarterback play. Some raise the ceiling, some or sorry, the basement, some here. Get average quarterback play and figure it out. And then, like our options are open for twenty three and twenty four. Like, I'm just kind of optimistic in that regard. And we'll talk about options at the position, but I have a hard time feeling down. Like this to me was always coming. It was always going to happen in my eyes. They were never going to extend this guy unless he went crazy. And I tried to put that in a thread today, John. If you saw that, but like. His option was to come back and go nuclear. And if he went back, came back and went nuclear and played really well, he could get another contract. But he had to show a bunch of things he has never shown, at least for a prolonged period of time, to get that type of contract. If that was something he could have done. Maybe, I guess, I guess it's in the realm of small, small possibility he could still do it. But, you know, like I just knew where it was going. But I'm also fine with ripping the band aid, man. Like I, I think you kind of sound like me a little bit, but maybe I'm interpreting it differently. What do you got? No, no, uh, that's exactly how I feel. 
See, on the flip side of, you know, that tiny little one, two percent, and I've said this before of where I was at with Baker panning out, uh, you know, two percent. On the, on the flip side of that, bringing him in for this last year, and, and I hope they don't. I really do. Um, you know, that's that's the good part about it is is bagging some uh, some assets that we need in the future and moving on uh, right now. Yeah, because the flip side of that 2% is uh, what about the opposite end, which I think is a lot higher than 2%. Maybe it's 10%. Maybe it's 15 or whatever that uh, – that things are really sour really quick and you've got to go through a 17 game season and, and we've got a good roster with a good set of coaches and the kind of nasty that could occur with two straight years of what we just went through um, could really damage the team. And so, you know, for me, I like you, I am not, I am not concerned about what he, I, I think he could come back. I think he will be in that 15 range when he's healthy. And I think that uh, a motivated Baker, he might have one of those 2018, 2020 years where, you know, be prepared that, you know, for him, he might play well, you know, that first year when he's really got that chip on his shoulder. But I think ultimately, you know, we do know where he is mentally. He's just taken no steps mentally as a football player. It's just where, you know, that's where he always needed to get to. And there's no reason to think that, um, that that's going to change. So, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm ready to rip this Band-Aid off. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot uh, more excited about this than I would think I would be coming out of yeah, a day same. like this. But it yeah. is what it is. I, I'm sorry, I, you can't make me feel bad right now. I just, I think we're in a better spot than what you saw on the Twitter timeline, and uh, we'll see. But I think that we're going to all feel differently just in a couple of months. Yeah, let it play out. That was a big part of my message yesterday. Let it play out. Let's see what the plan was. Like, it's pretty clear that Cleveland knew uh, that that they were going to be recognized as a team meeting, conversing, offering trades for other teams, better quarterbacks. I cannot imagine Mayfield didn't know that was coming. I can't. I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. I'll just say it again. Like that to me is bananas for him to go home this offseason and think he didn't he that the Browns were just going to sit with the status quo. No way. Absolutely no way. And I think that the issues were festering. I think it's pretty simple, John. The, the the issues were festering. Baker felt entitled to things that he thought should have either been done for him or the team wasn't doing right by him in certain things or, or, or uh, some other things that, again, may come out. This trade situation, he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Pretty simple. I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty simple. He did not want to be here, but how could he play it to make it so that he had an out? And I think the Watson thing was the perfect place for him to be like, I'm actually good. I would rather be traded and be out of Cleveland. There were rumblings. And this is, uh, I know that there are mixed feelings about Mary Kay Cabot from some people. And I, I think she's pretty damn fair with her job in terms of uh, in terms of going into what she's told from people connected and reporting it. It's not always what you want to hear, but she does a pretty fair. Now there's some things that get some slant. I get it, but I think she's pretty fair with how she goes about what she hears and reporting that. And when she mentioned that he could ask for a trade, that was not contrived. That was not made up. That was told. And we heard it at the OBR too. We did. 
that he could demand a trade this offseason. So it's not like this one thing was like so blindsided to him, but but it pushed him over the edge. And maybe the adult comment pushed him over the edge too. That's fine. Totally get it. You can be upset about some of those things, but there was a clear rift, John. There was a clear rift here. And and when he caught, you know, got, got obviously caught a public wind of what Cleveland was doing and all of that sort of chaos around uh, this, this Watson story set up, he thought it was best for him to move along. And I'm just going to say it again. I, I am not deeply rooted, connected to the Cleveland Browns. I am not. I'm not. But I talked to some people and the, this adult thing, maturity thing from their analysis of their quarterback in house is not new. Mort said it today. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard it. <laughs> it's not new. It's not, it's not new. And you know, it's, it's stuff you've seen right in front of your eyes. Things you might not agree with or think are a big deal. Showing up to a press conference after you win, right? Going to a media session and saying, I choose when I play and I, when I don't things like that, uh, dating back to the Duke Johnson contract comments, it's been there. It's it's been there, and I and I don't think that they have sat down and talked about this in in house. I don't think that they have felt comfortable with the with the maturity and growth off the field or on the field. And I think that's why they are really pressing the issue in terms of they were trying to be viciously aggressive and upgrading to the point that they were desperate. John, I think you could say they were desperate. I think this the, sure. the move to go after Deshaun was desperation, smelled of desperation. Uh, but they're not afraid to pull the trigger and go get some of the other names that are sitting out here. I really don't. I really don't. And I think the trade discussion where they immediately, uh, to me, this is just me and I'll shut up and let you kind of riff on this too, is the trade rebuttal, instantaneous trade rebuttal, ownership reek, complete and utter ownership reek. AB and Kevin are way too calm and and calculated. The way that Mayfield demands a trade, Instantly, something said back, the Browns are not going to accommodate that trade. You know whose text that phone came from. You know it. So um, it's it's just, I don't know. Go ahead. and You can go on the same things. Like, that's just how I saw it all play out for Mayfield. So yeah. um, maybe well, you were surprised. Maybe maybe there's something I'm missing there. You you tell me. No. And I, I, okay, first, just uh, to say that they're going to have to find a way to put Jimmy back in his box. I'll say that right now. Like that cannot go on. Um, that is, um, if there is one thing embarrassing uh, towards the Browns um, in terms of how this situation has blown up on the Mayfield side, again, we're not going to really, you know, go into the, the Watson side much. You covered it in the beginning. Um, the you, Jimmy's got to shut up. You know, he, he had him in a box for about what, like three, three seasons, something like that, if that. He's got to go back in the box and, and stop what he's doing. He, and I hope that they find some way to sit him down and explain to him how he's not helping. And there's no reason for him to uh, act like a child uh, in turn. But, you know, in terms of the Mayfield thing, you know, here's the thing. You know, there, there's been some things that I've heard, too, you know, that, that these things, you know, stretch, especially back into 2020, the important, you know, of course, they stretch back further than that. But, you know, when we talk about some of the confusion that, that we had in, with the 21 season where the, the locker room, you know, was all messed up and, you know, the, how there wasn't really anybody taking Baker's side, really, 
or you know people showing OBJ support. And so there was a lot of things about 2021 that in the uh, in light of the season they came off of didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so you know to hear some of the things like uh, you know they may have had plans to to trade him after 2020. It's you know except for they made that run and won a game in Pittsburgh and they kind of took that off the table. I don't know if that's going to come out to be true, but that's um, that's what I heard. And you know some of the things if if you start to look at it in that light, and then you get to look at a lot of things in retrospect, then a lot more of these things start to fit into place. And so, you know, when you start to kind of look at it like that, um, it just makes me all the more uh, happy to ship him off. And I know like there's, there's people talking craziness on Twitter right now, uh, you know, like some talking heads, some check marks talking about Baker returns that are just as reactionary as anything that you see uh, out of Browns fans where they're talking about a third round pick uh, that maybe could be a second round pick. They're going to get a return for Baker. There's going to be a market. There already was a market. Washington would have traded for him, uh, waived the physical. And, you know, I think a couple of twos, a two and a three, um, and, you know, maybe a two and a three that escalates, but, you know, there's going to be a return and it's, we're going to need those assets that, may or may not have been there had we gone through another year specifically if that went bad so you know yeah i mean you're making the points that you had heard things and you know i i just think it's a good time to sit back and, and try and kind of reframe and see if things don't make a little bit more sense if you accept uh you know the basis of a couple of things that maybe you didn't want to hear when they were said originally so you know we've, we've been through this before with freddie and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, it's lessons that we've already learned. So it's easier. Like I slide into that much quicker, which is why you're hearing me with this attitude today on Baker. And it's exactly how I feel. It's because it's, it's much easier for me to put, put myself into that place, look at the past year and say, yeah, you know, that that makes a lot more sense. And I'm a lot less confused if I say take this, this and this as fact. So we'll we'll see a lot of those things coming out, and I'm very hopeful that they're able to execute some kind of a trade, get some future assets, um, and um, and move on from here. And uh, we'll see what what that means at the position. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm ready to move on. It's unfortunate. I thought Baker was a lot of fun sometimes with his immaturity. You know, I thought it was going to be like the you know maybe what people wanted Johnny to be only, you know, a good quarterback, but also, you know, some fun. 2018 was flipping fun. All right. Dropping dogs was fun. Okay. You know, uh, 2020 was a lot of fun when you thought he, you know, had matured a little bit on that and thought he maybe was going to take that next step, you know, but uh, ultimately if there was a whole bunch of things going on uh, behind the scenes and and you're seeing how he reacts now, make make it, not a kid, you know, this is the time when you're supposed to be mellowing down and, um, and under, especially somebody that's in Baker's place. So, you know, I just don't, I just, I don't feel bad for him. I don't think the Browns did him wrong. And, uh, you know, I think it will just be best, best for both parties to, for everybody to move on to a new, uh, a new opportunity. Yeah, def- definitely some stuff that sticks for me uh, based on what you just said there. There were fun moments. There were, 
there were there were fun moments. There were there were good times in his time here where you, you know you 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 really enjoyed the play. You enjoyed not only the play but the optimism that came with the play about the what could be. I would I would argue a large part about the NFL and covering it is 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 do you have something to look forward to? Do you have like this this angle of uh, can can we win championships? Right, and 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 that was something that there were times where Mayfield teased us that he might be able to do that, and uh, it's it's. It's the largely 2018. I think 2020, I was sort of hesitant to believe it, but then you started to see some glimpses, like you said, by the end of the year. But there's there's just a level of, oh, this is what the data says. And uh, yeah, that actually matches my eyes. And it's not something I've seen him fix. And and you just get brought back down to earth. And, and But there, you're right, though. The immaturity stuff, the stuff that the... the the way he would, and, I, and I've said this before, but like the way he would handle press conferences and the winning when they would win, and he would do these rap lyrics, right? Or, uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, uh, he would that. he would do the woke up feeling dangerous, or or you know, like stuff that other people around the league that I follow, smart people that I like to follow analysis based things, would think it's like super corny. Uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't think it's that so bad. And then you, you get it. You, once the play sours, once the play sours, and the dissension happens around the guy, it's like. Hey man, that stuff's not really funny. It's like the stepbrother scene, right? Where the, where the initially the fart's funny, and then <laughs> you know, kind of effed up, man. Kind of effed up by the end of it. So, I, I just I with Baker, it's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Baker's always been so brash, and he goes. Uh, people tell him, "Hey man, you can't, you can't, uh, can't play D one college at the, in, a, in a Power Five. Goes to Texas A and M." decent little first season. Hey, we actually think this guy's better. Oh, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I'm going to figure this out. Does it right. Goes to Cleveland. Can't figure this out. Has a little bit of a good start, right? He's just never, he's never had prolonged uh, humbling, right? He's never been humbled. He's really, he's really thought he could do it and he's done it. And he's done some remarkable things. He's done some remarkable things, but like, this is different. The NFL is the, is the, is the, uh, it's the graduate, it's the doctorate level, right? You know, it's where guys get humbled. And I don't think he's been humbled to the point that he understands what it takes for him to win. Now, maybe he figures this out and, and like you said, goes on and, and is, is good somewhere else. But like, he has not done that here. He's shown no indication that the front office would be uh, comfortable with believing that that's going to happen. And you have this guy who's never, adjusted uh, the way he needs to adjust now because I, I think that like things are getting really hard for Mayfield. The the situation's turning and what has Mayfield done when things have gotten pretty hard or people don't believe in him? It's kind of gone somewhere else, right? Like maybe that, I think that's a large part of what he thinks can work out for him. So I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. And I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but this, this guy's just never, dealt with this adversity well he went to oklahoma and 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 it worked out for him and he did a good job there and figured it all out but like you know now that you're being backed into a corner can you figure it out well no i'll just you know i'll just go play somewhere else i I request to go play uh someplace else and maybe that'll work out i i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to make sure i'm putting what i'm thinking into the right context but he he does not seem to think he is the issue he seems to think everybody around him is the issue. And that's what has been told to me from several people. And he d- doesn't seem to own and have the accountability over uh, those things. So listen, this is not meant to be a bash Baker thing. Like I, I, I mean, I, I think it's easy to kick him out the door and uh, all of that stuff. But, but to me, it's, 
it's just a realization of who he is. And I'm not going to leave, uh, you know, not leave, but lose a ton of sleep over somebody coming in to replace him. I just, I think that people are, you know, my, my brother-in-law who he's a, he's a Browns fan, but he's just a very average Browns fan. Doesn't study. It doesn't go crazy with it. And he's like, man, back into depression. And I'm like, you know, man, kind of were there already. Kind of were there already. <laughs> like, I think that that's, I think that people have this optimism about Mayfield because of the, the, the pick he was picked with and uh, he's only been here, but I'm like, I'm telling you, man, it's not as bad as you think it is. If they just get somebody, there's plenty of names that are still available that were better metrics than him last year hey, and as good, close to as good. I think right. you made the point on this too, which was, you know, we had really, really poor quarterback play last year and we were playing meaningful games at the end of the year all right like you know Mm -hmm. i think that if we had kept him uh well you know assuming he's gone i think if we had kept him then he probably does some top 15 thing we could probably could win 10 games uh with him you know and that like you said that might have resulted in uh, a purgatory uh but this is a good roster and i think that's what people just that you know everybody on that jersey all right Everybody on that jersey that we're going to pull out again and stick Mayfield on, never once were those guys coming into teams like this with coaches and GMs like this. So I'm sorry, I'm still not going to bite on the same old Browns narrative. Yeah, same old owner, okay, same old owner. That's something we can't change. But this is not the same Browns. It's not the same, you know, team. It's not the same, you know, roster around it. So I think people are going to be surprised and uh, I'm ready to just turn the page on it. Yeah, me, me too. I don't, I think it's from my perspective, I'm self-reflecting. I think I've been pretty bad on this pod. I don't think my full, my thoughts are fully formulated yet on all of this. I just, I, I, I don't want to, I, I really don't want it to be a kick and, and drag Mayfield like the thing here. I, I think that there's still a chance he can figure it out in the NFL. I don't think it's here. I think that it is just, it is this version of the guy of Mayfield. Now, listen, John, you're you're like me, man. Maybe you hit a point in your 20s, your mid, early, late 20s, and usually it's your late 20s going toward 30 that you have a revelation about who you are as a person and what you need to be doing with yourself. And that could happen for him, right? It could happen. Um, and he could he could figure it out. This is not a death on a sentence for his career. But I just, like you said, I don't think the locker room issues, I don't think the quarterback up and down roller coaster he's been on, I don't think any of it makes sense for Cleveland anymore and partly Baker too. I think, you know, that's, that's just, that's just the reality. So we move on, man. I, I think that there, there have been reports that uh, I talked a minute ago about how Jimmy Haslam has said that they are not going to, I'm saying Jimmy Haslam. I don't know that for a fact, but to me, if it was anyone else answering that, that rebuttal tweet that quickly, it'd be, it'd be an absolute yeah. stunner to me, John, but agreed. It, 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 but they're going to trade them. They're going to trade them. They're doing that. You do that because then you, you got, you still keep some, a semblance of leverage, right? You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to just say like, yeah, we're going to trade them. We'll give them up. And someone, then the trade market dwindles a little bit. You want to send off some vibes of we're going to keep, if they don't trade them, I'll be stunned. Like mouth agape. If they figured this out this off season, I would be stunned 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 they have all the leverage cleveland does all the leverage in the world but the phrase from tomlin still sticks out to me about not wanting prisoners right you don't want you don't want prisoners you want people who want to be here and i and and i just don't think it's right but they could i guess they could all get in the room powwow it up and 
and and figure it out. I just don't see it happening. It's just like a trade is, is coming. So a trade's coming. It seems like the names are dwindling. Derek Carr was on on the list this morning. Pretty, I mean, he's out. He's totally out. Never thought it was going to happen personally because once they hired McDaniel's, and it's like they're going to give up on him right now with the, with a new, still a new stadium and a new city and a new coach. Okay, hard to believe. Well, now with the, the Adams trade, pretty locked in, right? So your options are essentially Garoppolo, uh, Matt Ryan. If if big if here, Deshaun Watson chooses Atlanta. Um, the free agents of Jameis and Mariota or like a trade for a Jordan love. Is there any of those angles that you like and kind of like, what are you sitting here on March 17th predicting that they're going to end up being with this? Who do you think the star is going to be week one? Who's your prediction? Uh, yeah. How about that question? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's, let's pretend that uh, Deshaun goes to, um, to Atlanta. Uh, that's going to make Matt Ryan available uh, and not probably for all that much in return. Um, you know, uh, I've seen it bandied about like something like a, a third and a fifth or, or less, you know, so I'm going to take that angle. I think that's a very solid way for them to guarantee very good quarterback. I mean, very above average quarterback play. Let me put it that way. Like you're locking yourself into that, you know, eh, 13, 14, you know, range with, uh, with some upside there. Uh, unless he falls off a cliff uh, health wise, uh, unless he just, you know, people think some people think his splits, um, you know, inside outside dome are an issue. So there's, there's possibilities there, but I think ultimately you are locking yourself into the upper half of, of quarterback play by grabbing him. And it's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, So that's something to think about. Uh, But, you know, if we want to kind of maintain success, if we're not trying to, and I think that's what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to win games. They're not going to try and lose games with this roster. Uh, So I think Matt Ryan is possibly, the guy, um, that's probably who I would predict is the guy taking the snaps to start the season. Um, in the case of a Deshaun um, picking Atlanta, if he does not, uh, <laughs> I don't know that they would do this, but you know, it might be Winston. I mean, if for no other reason that he's about the cheapest, you know, the cheapest way that you can get some. You can get some wins. I don't know how to describe his play. You know, you know, we've had conversations about it, but like the numbers are the numbers. He'd at least be exciting, I guess. Um, you know, if we're not, if if we trade Baker and we're not getting a Matt Ryan, I have no interest in Jimmy G. Get that out of my face. I don't want it. Um, you know, the the word on the street on there is that, um, you know, basically they'd be asking for the same compensation that we would get from Baker. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not trading and getting assets, which we need to actually fix the, the position in the future, and giving them to San Francisco for Jimmy freaking G so that we could be in the same spot. Um, you know, so I don't want that. So, I, you know, I, if I'm not getting Matt Ryan, you know, a nice bridge quarterback for pretty cheap, um, you know, in terms of draft compensation, then I want pretty the lowest amount that I can spend in both money and draft capital that's still – you know, has a chance to be exciting, win some games, get the ball to, uh, get the ball to Amari Cooper, 
Um, you know, that's, that's something like, well, there's some people that'd be like Case Keenum, you know, uh, we already got him, you know, he get out of here with that too. Yeah, no, thanks, I don't want, <laughs> so at no, least thanks. Jamie, Jamie is going to push the ball down the field. You can use Cooper. Uh, we don't know where we're going to end up in the, with the wide receivers in total. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I pro- I'll take either Matt Ryan and, and that's who I, my prediction is going to be. Cause I do think he's going to go to Atlanta. I'll take Matt Ryan or Winston. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast, ditch the busy work, use indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging. So you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you got these lingering, uh, you got these lingering uh, Colts that are sitting there too with an, an sure. interesting situation. So, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty much fine with my my thought is on the future. They might love a guy in this draft. Maybe they love Malik Willis. I don't know. Maybe they do. I, I, that that stuff is uh, something we will not know until it just happens out of the blue, right? So. I don't know if they like a guy this year. I would hope not. My eye is on collecting assets for 23. I've been kind of semi-public about this, but not really. Like, I think there are better quarterback prospects next year. And I think this is an angle that I was talking to somebody about earlier where, uh, you know, like, okay, can, can Matt Ryan, uh, because the Browns, you know, look, look at the roster they had when they selected Mayfield still uh, coming off a year where they got miles Garrett and, and some things were in place with Njoku and a couple things here and there, but still not a very good situation. So are they now like the Chiefs, if they continue to build a little bit here, are they like the Chiefs with Alex Smith? Can they get an Alex Smith uh, somehow, some way, uh, you know, whether that's Garoppolo or that, you know, so so the the idea for me is when getting Garoppolo or Matt Ryan, I want a two-year guy. And again, you know, you can have issues with either of them. Matt Ryan on the wrong side of 35 going toward 40, totally get it. Uh, His metrics have still been pretty strong, would be totally fine with it. It'd be an upgrade in every aspect, I think, in that uh, situation. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, so uh, such such an interesting situation, guy, player, performer, all of it. Still, the CPOE is largely in his favor. He's got data that is better than Mayfield. You might not like him, and that's cool. You could think he's a big drop-off. I don't. I see it pretty similar, similar I player. Agree. So you could do two years of those guys, whoever you want to do, whether Matt Ryan becomes available or not. I think Jimmy's pretty clearly available. You kind of almost cancel out Mayfield's return. 
seems like Seattle's the most logical. Uh, Indy, very logical. Carolina, who is out on Watson now. Uh, Watson told them he he is an, uh, they're not a factor. They're desperate. Either of those three teams, because you get a two, potentially a one, maybe, right? Maybe. Yep. You get, definitely get a two, uh, conditional. Um, but, but again, then the Browns, it's like, do you want to get that two this year? Or do you want to be to play the long game and get a one, two conditional one sort of setup, right? So we'll see what happens. But to me, I would be going a route of gathering as much 2023 ammunition as, as possible. So if that means I'm trading like a like pick 99 and next year a five or, you know, pick 99 and 203 for Garoppolo this year uh, and then shipping Baker off for a 2023 two, potentially a conditional one like like Wentz was, because then I could look at, okay, I'm pick 13. I could trade down, pick 18 Saints. They don't get Watson, right? They get desperate. Teams behind them, Green Bay needs to maybe go up and get a wide receiver now. They lost Adams. They're pretty dry there. So I'm trying to gather multiple ones for 23 and as much high leverage pick compensation as I can get for 23. Because what I want to do, I view it as this roster's close. It's got some great pieces. Still think you can have a pretty dang good Chiefs-like playoff run before they got Mahomes the next year, right? Agreed. Stopgap quarterback. Go up and get a quarterback in that seven to thirteen range, seven to fifteen range, right? All it takes is 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 uh, you could even get really audacious and trade the farm and go up and get number one. All it takes is a team at number one who doesn't need a quarterback. You know, uh, Justin Herbert gets hurt. Chief, uh, the Chargers have a terrible year. Uh, the, the Jaguars suck again, but they're still not ready to move on from from their uh, young quarterback. You know, like I, it, I think- it, it's not impossible. So, how about the um, Texans? Right, the Texans should they make a trade with Atlanta? They'd be sitting at number eight, and that might be prime Willis territory right there. And if they go ahead and grab Willis, they're going to be sitting with Atlanta's next year pick and uh, and their own. And either one of those, I would salivate to get a hold of. If I could get a hold of it early, I made a um, I made a tweet right before uh, we came on that I would take. I would trade Denzel Ward right now for. I would trade Denzel Ward and a third right now for the Texans' twenty twenty three pick. I, would do I get your time. angle. I get your angle. You're talking about a a franchise that's going to be giving up on some things. So if you, if you put on top of that, giving up Denzel, you're trying to rip everyone's heart out, not just their heart, but now you're going to pull out their spine. (laughs) But again, I'm, I, I'm all in on trying to figure this out and looking at the next few years, I think there are going to be some nice quarterback prospects in 23. So my thing is like, I think the Browns are very Alex Smith, like in their situation where you have, a veteran two-year guy, whoever that might end up being, Winston could even be that guy, and then you're really eyeballing picks, picks, picks for 23, and then going into 23 with, hey, man, we got a f- two first to give you, two seconds, and next year's one to move up to pick number one, two, three, or it's less. You know, We'll give you next year's one. We got two picks here. Uh, whatever our picks are, you know, an, an additional pick, maybe they get a conditional first from the Carolina situation. Like I was talking about uh, whatever we'd like to move up from pick 24 to pick 13 or pick 10 and, and get this guy. That's what happened. That's what's, what's going on is the Watson thing and the Mahomes thing. That's what those teams did. They moved up to that range and got their quarterback. And you cannot sit here and tell me, even if CJ Stroud has a great year and I'm all in on CJ Stroud, a large part of my thinking is built around. I think CJ Stroud's going to be a dude. Uh, so 
like I'm looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, you know, Ohio State quarterback, Haskins, Fields. It's not hard to see that guy slip into pick 10. Watson slipped to pick 10. Uh, Mahomes, sorry, Watson was 12, I think. Mahomes is 10. It's not hard to see these guys slip. Josh Allen, 7, 8. It's just like the Browns will actually be, yes, Herbert, the Browns will be in a position to support that guy. So I'm, listen, I'm in. I'm in on this angle of collecting picks and like, you can still be a respectable team and make some runs, but you know, a lot of things got to go your way. Got to get some breaks in the playoffs. Got to get some of those things to work out. Right. But like, um, you, it's possible. It's fair, It's possible is what I'm, I'm kind of saying here. Like that blueprint is there. So, uh, if I'm missing something or you want to, someone's call me an idiot on social, feel free. Like I, I just, this to me adds up. It's a good roster and you're just a quarterback away. So why not collect as much asset, uh, based uh, thought like you know movement as you can to look at next offseason another quarterback becomes available or you really love a guy in the draft you have enough there to move up and get him without decimating the entire future you know for the next few years so that that's my angle that's where i'm at and um it's it's exciting to me because i think that there's some guys in in that next draft who are going to be uh, pretty good. So, you know, and, and I don't know if I'm ready to go to ward yet, but I could be convinced, right? I could, if the right team, Hey Jake, I got a, I got a, I got this Texans pick and something else they could, you know, they could give to like ward and, and the third or something, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I'm, I'm really not opposed to looking at different ways, but I just don't just me. I think you can do this organically. I think you can work the quarterback trade market here, John, and get some, some nice little benefit out of it. And you're at pick 13, which is a premier spot for some teams getting hungry for some guys to go back into pick 20 and pick up a one next year. I really don't think it's that hard and you can still get a decent, pretty good wide receiver, have a good chance at a good wide receiver in the top 25. I really do. So oh, I agree. I agree with that. You definitely bang. can. All the options are open there. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that, to that track. Yeah, let's go through real quick as we close, John, like I posted today, some top free agents that are out there. All right. So I put top free agents remaining guys that are, uh, at the time of my writing this this morning, it was guys that I think are priority positions. I did not put quarterback up because I wasn't sure whether quarterback free agent market was going to be a thing, but here we are. Should have added it too late now. Interior defensive line, man. And this is meant to calm people down. Like there are still good options out here. Here's the first one. Clay's Campbell. Yeah, man. 31 pressures, 24 stop tackles. It's going to be 36, but man, they need a three tech. Three tech was Malik last year and it wasn't good enough. Malik, not Malik McDowell, Malik Jackson. Not good enough. Clay's Campbell. Yeah. Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's banged up a little bit, but another guy, three tech, Eddie Goldman, big, big interior body, six, four, three twenty, shade one tech. I'm in Matt Ioannidis, uh, <laughs> released from, um, released from the Washington commanders organization. I'm trying to get better with that. The Washington commanders organization, 34 pressures last year, 20 stop tackles played 273 tech snaps. Played some more over the over the tackle was like a four or four I too in, in some of their odd fronts, but fun, fun player, man. Fun player. Think he could make uh, a difference. Then there's different body types too, John, like Linville Joseph, another huge guy, six four, three thirty. He'll be a little older, thirty-four. These are all kind of one year guys for me. Michael Pierce signed, but then at the bottom of it is like Deshaun Hand, three tech guy who could be more of a rotation. He's got thirty one pressures, twenty hurries over the last two years, thirty two stop plays. So if you're looking more depth, he's 29, could be an angle. But, like, you got to get – I know they got Taven Bryan, but they got to get a couple more D tackles, man. I mean, maybe they got a nine day to the draft one, but at least one more free agent. What do you think? I think two. I think two. Um, 
and uh, you know, obviously they had a they had a role for uh, Jesus. Please, uh, who was a Philly guy that we we had and uh, and dropped uh, at nose last year? Sorry, to you. Uh, they couldn't. Ooh, couldn't, good. good you question. know who I'm talking about. He's that forgettable because you brought him on here to do uh, to do a job. He couldn't do it, and it was apparent right from the start. Came in overweight. Um, never gotten shit. Oh, Billings. Andrew Billings. Yep. Yep. So, you know, they have a role for that guy. So I think that they're going to try and replace that guy. And so you're going to get that yeah. big body, the big shade. And, I, and you've been talking about that. So a Goldman, um, you know, I think that guy's out there for you and you don't have to pay too much. Uh, and then, you know, I, I definitely think they'll, they'll grab an actual starting three tech. Uh, Brian was not brought in here to, to, to start. So, um, I think that I would be very, very surprised if they, um, you know, a week and a half from now, do not have a starting nose and a starting three tech. Agreed. Got to make a move there. DNs, Clowney's the first name. Seems like Clowney's just going to chill. Um, he's just he's going to do his thing and wait right until camp to sign. Maybe he comes back. I don't know. Um, but he is, he is like, uh, Hey, you know, I'll do my thing all summer. Screw your team activities. I'll be back when, uh, when I'm ready to sign with somebody he's out there. Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes is 34 this year. He's going to be his last five seasons. Here is pressure numbers. 49, 74, 54, 66, 55, and 700 snaps. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. (laughs) I I, like a one year deal with Jerry Hughes. Sign me up. I dig it. Derek Barnett, you want a blast from the past. Some takes out there still on the Twitterverse with the stamps from 2017. Derek Barnett, better. Miles just, Garrett. Yeah, just as good. So why would we take Miles? We got to take Mitch. Yep. We can get Barnett next. Yep. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to pair them up now? I actually think he's he's not a bad secondary edge. I mean, he's not, he's not like a low tier two, high tier three guy. Um, 32 pressures last year, though. Uh, 32, sorry, 32 and 20, 35 and 21. 775 snaps last year. Still just 26, though. That's what I like. Still 26. Play so for him. Would be, would be kind of poetic to get those two together. Arden Key, I have been uh, in on uh, as far as watching his tape this offseason. Wrote it up earlier. Uh, he's not. He's like a, another guy who's played that six to 700 range. Got some more inside snaps this year. But I thought he figured out his body weight. I thought he figured out different ways to win from either either that three uh, when they put him out uh, as, a, as an inside guy, put him a little wide and let him go crazy on the outside shoulder of a guard, or when they played him outside, which is his obviously his more comfortable position back to his LSU days, he had 39 pressures, eight sacks last year, and just 310 pass rush snaps. So again, if you're adding another depth player, he's fun. Another veteran bounce back candidate, Trey Flowers, right? Signs in Detroit, all that money, has a great 2019 season, had like 70 pressures, and then... Uh, sorry, 62 pressures in 2019 and a PFF grade over 80 for the previous five seasons uh, before before just this past year where he was beat up. He didn't play a ton of games. He's still only 29. Uh, so I think that like a resurgence-based contract for Trey Flowers is extremely interesting for me. So I don't know if you've thought about him, but he's just like on the market sitting out there floating where it's like, hey, man, you're hungry? You want to come in and play on a one-year $8 million deal? You know, we got it for you, right? Conditional second season type thing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean you got, um, uh, you got Zadarius now back on the on the market as well. You got yeah, that was uh, a surprising situation. Uh, and you got uh, Carl Nassib, um, who's out there as well. Th- both those guys had the benefit of being releases, so they wouldn't affect any kind of comp picks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I don't know if you end up in a position like that, but it's just something that they think about. So um, I think there's, uh, I think there's some good options there. I like Hughes, uh, I like Smith. I like, um, I like the idea of exploring NASA. It would just depend on the price. Um, yeah. And I, I would welcome Clowney back if he wanted to do another one-year deal, um, something like that. Um, but that's, you know, and then I definitely would like a, an extra, you know, Derek Barnett type, like somebody, somebody for that uh, rotational pass rush guy. But, you know, I think that uh, people, people say they were in on Bob Miller uh, till the end. I don't know what that really means. Um, I, I have a hard time seeing this Browns front office give 53 million guaranteed to a guy that turns 33 um, next week. But uh, apparently they were in it to some degree, so there's a hunger for it. So um, they're going to go out and get somebody, um, and they're not afraid to spend the money on it. So um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. But I like, I'd probably, I'd look at Smith or Hughes is probably my two edges that would be pretty, pretty top of the list for me. Yeah, it'd be nice if Clowney would show some sort of interest before, like the end of his summer vacation that would help out uh, things a little bit there. Right. But um, For sure. uh, yeah, they gotta, they gotta get somebody there. I really don't want them to go into the draft uh, with questions along the defensive line that not that they can't not take a guy, but that they, you know, like they, I just don't want them feeling forced into that sort of pick in the range that they're at. So safety is another spot. I skip linebacker and I skip corner. I think they're fine there. They could sign somebody, but I just like the Walker resign. You got four guys. I really think are fine. They could end up draft. There's some athletic middle round linebackers in this draft. If they wanted to get after a guy and like pick 90 or like one Oh seven area to uh 117 or 116, wherever they're, they're at in that fourth, fourth round. Like I could, be into the right guy there but i wanted to touch on safety because mj stewart got away and i was kind of bummed about that so i would be more interested in a split field guy uh some play some deep coverage because i'd love to move john and grant up closer uh, when the opportunity strikes so i listed out some guys uh tyron matthew if you just want to get fun and just say screw it we didn't use this money on watson here's two two for 25 or something and just let badger join your organization and be a absolute animal for you. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I was going to say too, I think the Von Miller, I'm going to put this on running right now. I think the Von Miller has a chance to be an absolutely disaster contract, just a disaster contract. Thank you. Where he doesn't play, gets hurt. <laughs> I have no, I have no FOMO on that one. I think he's a great player, but I just like, and I know it's only really three years, 50, 50 some change, but like, I just feel like we're going to look back at that in three and be like, Ooh, glad that didn't come to fruition. But I, I thought Badger could be fun, John. Like, you know, I mean, 600 snaps, deep box slot can do it all. Just would be fun if they wanted to throw some money to use this year. So um, not that it's a need, but it just, Hey man, that's a fun player. Um, Definitely. Kareem Jackson's another one older 33, but can do split high coverage stuff. A guy we flirted with for years, Anthony Harris, Still solid, tackles well, can play single high. A lot of that stuff that I like that Joe Woods implements is some single high stuff. I think he would be a really good fit this year for cheap. And then a couple others, uh, Jaqueski Tart, who's 30. Similar system, as we know, in San Francisco from Joe Woods. So he would be comfortable in some of those things. Uh, and DeAndre Houston Carson, these are guys that uh, – just depth guys, but similar to um, – similar to, to MJ Stewart in that regard. Right. So those are all kind of listed there, but I think they, I really would like them to add a safety just personally. I think you can get cheap. 
safety play at the bottom of that wide receiver, bottom of that market. So I'd be interested in that. Um, wide receivers. I think Juju Smith-Schuster might end up being a Packer, but I listed him here. I've said it all offseason, John. He's 25, young, big body slot guy that when you play 11 personnel can be out there. Blocks, tough catches. Got to like TikTok, though. Got to be into TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if we need that, but I think he's a player fit. Definitely a player fit. But um, Will Fuller, burner. I know he was hurt last year, and he's been hurt in other seasons, but uh, the two seasons prior to last year uh, were pretty good. So Will, Will Fuller would be a cheap cheap player for me that I could be into, uh, challenging outside receiver. Let Amari run some inside stuff, right, uh, and play some different positions. Kind of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the other one I listed here. We'll see if he ends up going back to Green Bay. But another guy who, uh, yeah, burner, 6'4", tall, lanky, can run. Um is is an interesting guy for me if you pair with a quarterback who will take vertical accurate throws into play like he's uh he's an interesting name and then two more kind of lesser known names from the jets keenan uh, keelan cole uh, is 29 still young would be a, a little bit of that like uh, i would say richard higgins type uh, player who can do a bunch of different things if you need a fifth receiver fourth fifth receiver jameson crowder is the same mold both of those guys you know uh, that, that can that can do different things inside out. Crowder's more slot, but just depends on what they're looking for, really. You know, they got to figure out something for what Jarvis was. So if you're looking slot like Crowder, who's been in the league for eight years, still 29. Crowder, I remember watching him at Duke. He's a fun player, man. He's been in the league forever. Went over 700 yards four times, so he's been uh, productive. And then I wanted to list some tight ends too. Kyle Rudolph is a it's a pretty natural fit for me. I don't know if he if he's Pretty cheap. Him as your third tight end, 33 years old, you know, leadership role on the offense, a voice that's been around. Stefanski has been around. Uh, this offensive structure uh, would make a ton, a ton of sense for me. Uh, it blocks his butt off, uh, plays hard. Uh, he'd be an interesting one. Uh, Jordan Atkins and Jesse James are a couple other guys who could be uh, just third third tight end productive guys if they needed that uh that player to not be a young guy. Uh, and then I listed if they want to swing at it here is like Robert Tanyan, uh, pretty good, pretty good player, pretty good route runner. If you're like, Hey, we don't know if we're going to keep in after this tag, Tanyan's interesting. You know, you don't have to pay a ton for tight end. There's been some wild, like Will Disley contracts at tight end this off season, <laughs> but you know, Tanya might be, get overlooked a little bit, but that's all. That's all I got, man. Is there anyone else that I'm not saying that you have thought like that guy would be a good fit in Cleveland? No. Um, would you would you hold your nose for uh, Cole Beasley? It's interesting. I, 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 I hold my nose. I, I get it. I didn't know what you meant at first. Now I do. Um, they, they need to address a player that can play the slot. I mean, you know, I talk about this all the time. People think the Browns are in 13 personnel all the time and they're not. They ran like 225, 13 personnel snaps so by far the most in the league. But that, that, that's not like that's not that many. Right. They, they still played the most snap percentage they played was 11 personnel. So um, that means you're you still need a slot guy, even if it's less than some of the other teams around the league, you still need that player. So I can be talked into a lot of different slots. You know, Cole Beasley can play if you got to find the right quarterback. I don't I didn't like that fit for Baker because of the small uh, margin for error with ball placement. But like, yeah, man, he can he can create some separation and do some things in portions of the field. If they get a quarterback who uses those portions of the field, I think he could be good. So what if, yeah. I got one more. What what about a play for uh Lavisca Schnall? 
in, in. Uh, you know, people are always trying to look for the next, you know, this Debo in the draft, Debo, Debo. He can do some similar things. So I don't think he's as good a player, but I could, I could throw a dart at them. You know, they're spending a ton of money out in Jacksonville. Hey, here's a, here's some fifth, fourth, late fourth round pick. Yeah, or if it, you know, I know they gave up their fifth for Amari, but we'll see what shakes out with their return for Baker or whatever. But yeah, I could be into that guy, a young guy too. I don't think Chenault's very old yet. I think no, he came out I think young. he's 26. Let me see real quick. LaVisca. What a great name. LaVisca Chenault. Age. He is 23. Younger oh, than whoa. I. That's what I, I thought. I thought he came out 21. So he's a couple years older. He will turn 24 in season. So I'm way in. If they're they're off of him, two seasons over 600 yards. I know he didn't score any touchdowns in the receiving department last year, but he had five his rookie year. We know what the disaster was in Jacksonville last year. They're moving off of him. In. I'm in. So a lot. Uh, we we discussed a lot, bro. We discussed so much <laughs> crap. I don't know. And I, again, we've done some of these where you and I have gotten off these pods and been like, that was really good. I don't know if this one was really good. So we apologize if it's not really good, but this is a weird time. There's a lot of things, like there's a lot of social media things we're seeing, but we don't know the stories yet. Right? Like we don't really know what happened, who did what, what drove what to do the, the, this certain thing. There are some stories that need written uh, that, that we don't feel necessarily comfortable blaming somebody or something for yet so it's a lot of conjecture despite having some clarity on where some guys want to be right mayfield not wanting to be in cleveland anymore so i hope we covered it well as best we can um but it is uh, it's a weird it's a weird weird time the nfl uh, especially right they, they don't want to let march madness have a day man they just want to take <laughs> over take over the whole thing so We'll keep covering it at the OBR. John will keep jumping on on Fridays, and we'll try to keep doing our best with what they're going to do. But boy, is it a it is a weird time that 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 uh, I always I know not many people, John or Mike uh, or uh, Bill Simmons fans, but he always had something that stuck with me was the Tyson Zone. You ever heard of that? He talked about the Tyson Zone. I can't remember that one. No. <laughs> it was this theory that where Mike Tyson was his peak nut job that he could have done anything, and you would have been like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that <laughs> that was the Tyson zone. And I think the Browns are kind of like in the Tyson zone where it's like, yeah, you know, they said Jimmy Haslam went to the meetings with Deshaun alone. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I think I get it. I could see that, you know, so I could believe about anything right now that's out there. It's just, it's weird, but so many changes are coming. There's, there's a lot of change coming to some important voices in this place. So it's exciting. We'll embrace see. it. Yeah. We got no choice. We'll embrace it. I feel Relieved that the uh, biggest issue uh, that would have been a splitting factor for this fan base did not come to fruition. So I'm just going to say that, that 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 quarterback did not make his way to Cleveland. I think ultimately I get I get wanting to upgrade. I get the depression or sorry, the desperation. But I think it's for the best. I really do. I really do think it's for the best that that didn't come to fruition. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that over the course of the next two or three years, they get that figured out. But for now, that's a wrap. John, appreciate you, man. Hey, uh, always a fun time with you. So uh, we'll catch you next time, and uh, we'll we'll catch up on Batman on the next episode. All right, I'm holding you to that. We're gonna we're gonna chat on that next episode. So thanks to John for taking his time with us on a Friday night, or sorry, Thursday night for your Friday episode. Appreciate you guys hanging out, supporting the OBR, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Keep 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 uh, refreshing your Twitter feed. Keep 
checking out the website, get the alerts turned on. We'll do our best to keep you informed about everything that we know. Brad Stainbrook's working triple overtime, trying to keep you guys updated. Lane Atkins doing the same thing as best he can in uh, Ask the Insider and Rumor Central and all of that stuff. But there are some big, big decisions looming. And it's going to, I thought today after the Watson news, it could just start trickling down. Boom, the free agent decision. Boom, some trades. But it hasn't happened yet, but it'll happen when you least expect it, it feels like. So we'll keep you apprised. We'll keep you in the loop. We'll teach you about the new players. We'll teach you everything we can. Teach you about your Cleveland Browns. Ultimately, that's what we want to do is make your enjoyment of the Cleveland Browns um, better, right? Your experience with the Cleveland Browns better. That's what we try to do with the OBR. Thanks for checking out this pod. Have a great Friday. I end this with our usual, stay safe, be well, and go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.